0: Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 24th September 2023. Our bit today comes from Matthew chapter 24, verse 30b, which says, And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And it's Sunday once again, my people, which means we're all invited. To the lord's sanctuary to fellowship and worship with other believers as our christian faith demands and though sometimes it's hard to meet that demand most of us do so gladly as the benefits of worship with other believers far outweigh those of worshiping alone or no worship at all anyway today we are opening with an interesting christian contemporary bit of music titled these are the days of elijah no god like jehovah it's a song written around 1994-95 by robin mark another irish christian singer songwriter and worship leader and it's a song we all know and like and which has become popular all around the world So let's sing it now in a mid-tempo, soulful rocking version with all the bells and whistles at our disposal. And as the music opens, we come up with some hand clapping for a few bars. Then we joyfully raise our voices to heaven in sacrificial praise. These are the days of Elijah declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are the days of great trial, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert, crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And the chorus tells us, behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet call, lift your voice, it's the year of Jubilee and out of zion's hill salvation comes then hear this verse: voice these are the days of ezekiel the dry bones becoming as flesh and these are the days of your servant david rebuilding a temple of praise these are the days of the harvest the fields are as white in your world and we are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the lord Whoa. And then we come up into the chorus again. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun at the trumpet call. Lift your voice, it's the year of Jubilee, and out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Then we have a bridge there where it says, there is no God like Jehovah. There is no God like Jehovah. No, there is no God like Jehovah. And we repeat that some 11 times. Then we come, go out with the chorus. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet call. Lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee. And out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. And we repeat that again. Behold, he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet call. Lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee. And out of Zion's hill, salvation comes. Wow, my people, beautiful worship people with a beautiful and complex song. And according to the author, he didn't go to great lengths to make it complex. It was just what the Holy Spirit inspired him to write after watching some television programming reviewing the year 1994. And instead of trying to figure out the meaning of the song for ourselves, let's instead use the author's own words. He writes, this was the year of the Rwandan Civil War tragedy, which claimed one million people's lives. And also when the first ceasefires in Northern Ireland were declared. On this TV review were a lot of daft stories, happy stories, serious stories, and then, absolutely devastating stories, like the Rwandan situation, as I watched the review unfold, I found myself despairing about the state of the world, and in prayer, began asking God if he was really in control, and what sort of days were we living in. I felt in my spirit that he replied to my prayer by saying that indeed. He was very much in control, and that the days we were living in were special times when he would require Christians to be filled with integrity and to stand up for him, just like Elijah did, particularly with the prophets of Baal. And these are Elijah's days, Elijah's stories in the book of Kings, and you can read how he felt isolated and alone in the culture in which he lived. But God told him to stand up and speak for him. And you know what, my people, nothing has improved since since then. In fact, it's all gotten worse. Thus, more than ever, we Christians need to be filled with integrity in these disconcerting and evil times, as well as stand strong and steadfast up for the God we claim to believe in. Then Mark continues, We also need to be a holy and just people, and hence the reference to the days of your servant Moses, meaning that righteousness and right living was important in all our attitudes and works. Now we are under grace and not under law, but the righteousness that comes by faith can be no less than the moral law that Moses brought direct from God. It has not been superseded. No, in fact, Jesus told us that our righteousness must exceed that of the Pharisees who were the most ardent followers of God's laws as presented by Moses. And Jesus was after righteous servant hearts, of course, that desired to live holy lives for him. But unfortunately, in these current days of chaos and dissatisfaction, not too many of us have righteousness that exceeds that of the Pharisees. And that's one of the reasons why our world is so evil and ungodly. There's no true faithfulness and righteousness in we supposed believers. Too many of us are behaving just like the world, adhering to its lust, lust and desire for so material wealth and comfort instead of caring about the righteousness of God's kingdom of being in the world, but not of the world. Furthermore, Mark says, days of great trial of famine, darkness, and sword is a reflection of the apparent times in which we live when still thousands of people die every day from starvation, malnutrition, and war. In the midst of it all, we are called to make a declaration of what and who we believe in. And my people, we all know the terrible situation so many of our fellow men are facing today because of those same things, famine, darkness and sword, especially when there is more than enough in our world to feed and clothe everyone, but the distribution is totally skewed towards the rich. And according to Mark, the second verse refers to the restoration of unity of the body what Jesus prayed for, that they may be one even as I and the Father are one. By reference to Ezekiel's prophetic vision of the valley of the dry bones becoming flesh and being knit together. There are lots of interpretations of this picture, but one of a united church rising up in unity and purpose is a powerful call on us in these days. And now, friends, that's perhaps our biggest failing, the disunity of our faith with numerous denominations and sub-denominations and all sorts of other disunified gatherings. How can we ever fight the enemy when we are foolishly fighting among ourselves? eh? And over a lot of petty and unimportant stuff too? We will never be successful until we unite and fight the enemy from strength of numbers and consistency of beliefs. And there's a whole lot more that Robin Mark said, but sadly time and space has run out on us, and we'll close with these last explanations. He writes, these are the themes of the verses, declaration, righteousness, unity, and worship, I chose to express these thoughts by reference to the characters that represented those virtues in the Old Testament. It is, in essence, a song of hope for the church and the world in times of great trial. Now, the chorus is the ultimate declaration of hope. That's Christ's return. It is paraphrased from the books of Revelation and Daniel and the vision that was seen of the coming King and refers to the return of Christ and the year of Jubilee. And to end, we have the words of Christ himself explaining that marvelous event where he says, and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven, and then shall the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together the elect or chosen ones from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other and that's matthew 24 30 to 31 yes my fellow saints christ is going to return eventually and we had better be ready for it and be found among his elect or chosen ones, or else crap or smoke with pipe, much love. And the postscript for today says, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. For he that doesn't hear well, sorry, for he that doesn't hear will certainly feel. And that's a gospel truth, friends. We all know that from our growing up. When we didn't hear our parents, we felt it. So please, let's wake up and come together and live for Christ now, because that's the only way we'll ever end up in heaven with him. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.